0: The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometers of range and Toolmark, the complete tool center, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Don't
1: change, me, don't change me. Yes, how are you everyone? Welcome to Sports Day WA. Thanks to Hayes and Marto for the run home. They'll be back again here tomorrow between 3 and 5. Let's bring you up to date with the first of the two semi semi-finals that are being played in India. It is India against New Zealand and India off to a flyer. No wicket for 59... And we're in the seventh over. No wicket for 59. They're going at 9.32 runs an over. So uh, India have uh, started exceptionally well. New Zealand need to reel them back in. I fancied New Zealand to maybe cause an upset in this match. But uh, the way it started, India at this stage set to maybe post a decent uh, 50 over total that New Zealand will have to chase. No record for 59 they are currently, and we'll keep you up to date with that here on Sports Day WA. We're here for the Kia EV6 GT, the World Performance Car of the Year, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 45 years. Now, the big story for me, by the way, in the Sheffield Shield match, while we're talking cricket, uh, South Australia have been dismissed for 192 on day one of that Shield match being played at the WACA ground against Western Australia, and they're playing for the Rodmarsh Cup, which was unveiled yesterday. Every fixture between WA and South Australia, they'll be playing for the Rodmarsh Cup, which is a nice uh, added feature to... Uh, the state's matches uh, going forward, whether it be at Sheffield Shield Cricket or in uh, One Day Cricket, uh, which is terrific. Of course, Rod Marsh, born and bred in Western Australia, but then took on a job as the head of the Cricket Academy in Adelaide, and then in his latter years actually lived in the South Australian capital as well. Now, the big story for me, for the good oil for Cobram Estate, Premier Australian Extra Virgin Olive Oil is the AFL fixtures. And as we know, uh, when you look at the 2024 AFL season, it'll start with four fixtures in Queensland and New South Wales the week before the traditional Carlton-Richmond meeting in round one. So it's been dubbed opening round by the league. And all four clubs from the northern states will host Victorian rivals for the first premiership points of the season. Now, the season will officially start with the Sydney Melbourne clash at the SCG on Thursday, March 7. Then, the Brisbane Lions will host Carlton at the Gabba the following night. Gold Coast will take on Richmond at Carrara Stadium on the Gold Coast and in Damien Hardwick's first clash with his former club, Richmond. And then GWS will host reigning Premier's Collingwood at the Giants Stadium in Western Sydney later that night. Now, the AFL hopes the set of opening round fixtures will give it a leg up in the northern markets. And when you look at the 2024 NRL season, that draw was released and the competition will kick off on Sunday, March the 3rd, with the first ever match played for Premiership Point's In the US, it's a doubleheader in Vegas. And it'll be played Australian time on Sunday afternoon. And it features four big clubs. The Newcastle Knights take on the Canberra Raiders. And then we've got, of course, uh, in fact, they take place on Thursday, March the 7th. But the first two matches, which features the Rabbitohs and the Sharks and I think the Storm, are all being played in Vegas. So I'm just wondering whether the AFL has got under the guard of the NRL by starting the AFL season a week earlier and concentrating on Queensland and New South Wales. And I thought I'd get Scotty Sattler. As we know, uh, he's the host of Sports uh, uh, Sports Day Queensland. Uh, there in Brisbane, to give us uh, his thoughts on uh, whether the rugby league officials have been caught napping with the AFL infiltrating into their territory in the opening weeks of the AFL-NRL season. Scotty, thanks for your time.
0: Any time, Pete. Yeah, I've actually been interested in what the reactions of AFL fans are that there's no games in in Melbourne and there's a Melbourne Storm game actually against the Premier's Penrith that first week of the AFL round and no games in Adelaide, no games in Perth. And I've, I would be thinking there'd be quite an uproar I think amongst the, the AFL fans but I may be wrong but from a rugby league perspective I like the way the AFL are trying to take on the rugby league. I really do. Um, it's fair to say they probably won't get the, the impact in Sydney because um, dominated by rugby league, much like the Melbourne Storm are dominated by the AFL in in Melbourne. But um, I've got to say that the the NRL will tell you publicly, Pete, that they're not worried about Queensland, which is a heartland of rugby league. But I know for a fact that I've seen a lot of AFL posts going up in place of NRL posts, rugby league posts over the last probably 12 to 14 months. Um, in what would be called Rugby League Heartland, which is west of west of Brisbane, up towards Toowoomba. Uh, but in saying that, when we talk about round one, Pete, yes, they have a couple of games, one on the Gold Coast, one in Brisbane, but the NRL have also positioned the last game of that, that regular season, that, that round one of the NRL, is actually a Queensland derby between the Brisbane team, the Dolphins, up against the North Queensland Cowboys. So, yes, the AFL will come in... Uh, early on in that that round of the weekend, but it finishes off with quite a strong rugby league game that has a fair bit to do with the the Queensland public.
1: And what's interesting here, and I'm going really uh, at a complete different tangent here, is the AFL are on the front foot. They want more territory in Queensland, which you reckon slowly they are infiltrating into rugby league heartland. Sydney's and New South Wales is a bit more of a difficult task, but they're doing everything they can and they're grabbing every opportunity. Rugby league is not. This thought of putting the extra 18th licence into Papua New Guinea and not trying to tackle an AFL heartland maybe like Western Australia because we broadcast here in the West and we know what rugby league could possibly do here on the West Coast, seems to me that the NRL are just blasé. They reckon nothing will change and we'll try and go to Papua New Guinea where already rugby league is a dominant sport up there. I I just can't see the common sense in what the NRL's trying to do here.
0: Well, we know that sport doesn't show a lot of common sense at times, don't we, Pete? But uh, I I can't agree with you anymore. Um, Rugby league like I said, in the Western Corridor. And I've got to be a little bit biased here. I was part of the 17th licence, which was the Brisbane Jets, which was the Western Corridor team. And we saw firsthand how the numbers in rugby league were starting to dwindle, and AFL was always going to uh, increase in participation numbers uh, in those areas. Um, And most notably, the Brisbane Lions have set up their training facility in that area west of Brisbane, about, about 40 minutes, half an hour west of Brisbane, out towards... Um, real blue-collar rugby league supporters in a place called Ipswich. So uh, I tend to agree with you. If they're going to give that 18th licence, I think it should be another team in south-east Queensland or a team in Western Australia. And I think mainly why they're probably not making Western Australia a priority at the moment publicly anyways, it fits perfectly from a broadcasting perspective for Channel 9, Fox Sports and also Radio, SEN, but uh, outside of that as well, I, I feel that Peter Valandis is a guy that he doesn't want to play second fiddle. And I love what Melbourne Storm have done. They've gone to Victoria and they've gone to Melbourne and they've never once tried to beat their chest and say we are the number one sporting organisation in Victoria. They're happy to be part of the sporting landscape. And I think if the NRL does go to WA, they have to take the same mindset. They have to take the, the mindset of we're happy to be part of the... The Western Australian sporting culture, and let's all sit around the campfire and sing Kumbaya because <laughs> rugby league's not going to win the battle in WA, but they can um, they can definitely get a lot more participation numbers. And um, so, yeah, still a, still a lot more to play out in that scenario.
1: Yeah, I agree. What do you think about the Las Vegas experiment? Uh, starting off the season with a uh, double header there. Uh, in Las Vegas, which is quite incredible to consider that the NRL have gone to that length. Now, what do you think, and what will they get out of it?
0: Well, firstly, Pete, I thought, uh, I don't like it. I'm I'm a bit of a traditionalist. and I I like, especially that opening round, I like their fans to be able to yeah, converge on one home ground and opposition fans get to infiltrate that home ground and, and see it comes away with the win in the first game of the season. But as I'm getting older, I'm starting to soften a little bit more. I like to see the game of Rugby League under the bright lights and so wherever that may be, under a different spotlight, I'm, I'm all for it. Now, I don't buy into the argument that it'll expand the game into the US. They've got enough games through their summer and winter that, that their population, uh, who are very tribal about... Uh, I don't think they can fit another sport in and it goes against everything've they've, they've believed in as a, as a sporting um, code all, also. Um, they think we're quite mad actually that we do what we do without padding and headgear and, 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 and the like. so uh, but I've started to soften Pete because I think getting under the bright lights of Vegas, uh, it's going to be great to see it. And the, the effect it's going to have, just aesthetically, to, to see what the production is going to be like, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. It's always good, you know, at times for another, another community to see rugby league at its best. And then also, and like we see with the AFL and the NRL and the A-League and, and everything, it, it's a business and it's all about making money. And whether that is dipping into the, the pond of, of uh, legalised betting uh, whatever that may be, we just know that it plays a heavy role in, in all sponsorship and marketing when it comes to professional sports now. So at the end of the day, it's all about money. And and the Rugby League will most probably re- reap some very, very good financial rewards from this um, from this endeavour.
1: Scott, 20 years ago, you were a player. You played over 100 games for the Penrith Panthers. You must be proud of what they've done, of course, a, a three-peat. Uh, by the way, we saw... Uh, Nathan Cleary over here. He was watching uh, Mary Fowler play when the Matildas were here. Uh, He was a very, very keen spectator. Snapped by by the photographers everywhere he went. Also, you spent a year at the West Tigers. Now, that was about 20 years ago. Do you still feel as confident about the code that you love as you were as a player 20 years ago and the impact it's making on the Australian community?
0: I feel a lot better about the game and the health of the the athletes when they retire, I know that Pete. Um, as a player and players that played well before me, even like my father who played back in the 60s and 70s, uh, we we see the effects that concussions and um, and repeated head knocks have had on athletes. Uh, and th- what I know now is that the you know the restrictions that they put into the game means that we're going to have a lot healthier players um, psychologically for, uh, when they retire from the game. So I know that I know the game is in a better. A better way uh, in that in that condition, but uh, when it comes to the rules and regulations of rugby league, yeah, it has been sanitised a fair bit with some of the rules, and um, I don't mind that. There's some that I don't agree with, but um, but in saying that, so I just love the exposure the game gets now. It deserves the exposure it gets, as does the AFL. But what I know is a game, and it's a completely different game, and I'm fine with that. And there are some areas of the game that I wish was still around, but I just know deep down that. It's not in the best interests of the health of the player, and we're going to have a lot healthier rugby league players, as we will have a lot healthier AFL players, with the restrictions they've put into both both codes. So that's what I'm that's what I'm glad about, because um, you know, Touchwood, I don't seem to be having any ill effects uh, at the moment. You know, I had I had in total twelve concussions. Uh, three of them where I spent large periods of time in hospital um and whether that will affect me in the future i'm not quite sure but what i do know is that the players that are playing today and and past today are going to be a lot healthier when they retire
1: yeah and uh, scott uh, you are the co-host of sports day queensland uh do you still get predominantly rugby league calls or do you get a sprinkling now of afl calls on your program
0: uh, all around, because we go Queensland, New South Wales, and also into New Zealand as well now, Pete. So we get a lot of rugby, All Blacks, especially during the World Cup. We get a lot of New Zealand Warriors who had a fantastic season in 2023. Uh, we get a lot of Rugby League tragics, and very people are very passionate. And we get a lot of Swans listeners as well that, um, that like to have their opinion about the Bloods. And we actually, funnily enough, we've got a a lot of Victorian listeners that... That also um, text into the show. And funnily enough, they're all Collingwood fans.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, good on you, Scott. Uh, it's going to be an intriguing start to the two dominant football codes uh, come next season with the AFL going head to head with the NRL. I know they've always been a bit uncomfortable the afl that the nrl has always had a week or two uh start uh, of a new season and no doubt with this opening round as they're terming it they're trying to combat that so uh, it'll be just interesting to see how it goes it'll also be interesting to see how the las vegas uh, venture goes for the nrl scott thanks for your time mate i appreciate it anytime pete Good on you. Uh, Scott Sattler joining us about that. And as I mentioned, very interesting regarding the fixturing. And we believe that the remaining fixtures of the AFL will drop uh, tomorrow. That's uh, the lead story for mine today. Thanks to Cobra Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested, and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. What's coming up? By the way, the cricket, I can update you with that. There was a very confident uh, LBW appeal against uh, Virat Colley. And uh, they took it to the review, but it appeared that the ball may have been just going over the top of the stumps. Collie is on four. Gill is on 21. Sharma is out. And uh, India are one for 75. Off nine overs. So one for 75 after nine overs. The run rate at one stage was 9.7, has now come back to 8.33. Coming up on the program today, it's going to be a program with the difference. Now, we're talking about Australian rules football. We're going to be talking to a gentleman who's going to promote the third tier of Australian rules football. The third tier, it's called. And he's released a publication about it. And we're going to be talking to Peter Cullen. The book is called The Power of a Football. Uh, it's going to be very interesting about, regarding this third tier. What is the third tier? of Australian rules football. Well, we believe in Melbourne, this is the third tier and it's starting to branch out right around Australia. And Peter Cullen has written a book about it, The Power of a Football. That's coming up a bit later on. And also Peter Bocop, who is the Chief Operating Officer, of Venues Live, uh, is going to join us uh, about all the events that are happening around Perth, including here at Optus Stadium, sporting events, In uh, the coming uh, couple of weeks or so to make sure that you're aware of what's happening at Optus Stadium, at HBF Park, uh, right around uh, HBF Stadium, uh, maybe at the Athletics Track and also RAC Arena. Just some of the venues that uh, he oversees. That's coming up a bit later on as well. One for 75. India, who are batting first. They've just uh, hit a ball to the boundary for four backward of square leg. That's Gill, who looks very dangerous indeed. He's on 29 of 24. It's coming up 17 past five.